Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Of those 400 cases, the majority of those, 80, 85 percent, maybe even 90, you have individuals both inside and outside the Capitol that breached the Capitol, trespassed. You also have individuals, roughly over 100 that we've charged with assaulting federal officers and local police officers. The 10 percent of the cases, I'll call the more complex conspiracy cases, where we do have evidence, it's in the public record, where individual militia groups from different facets, Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, Proud Boys, did have a plan, we don't know what the full plan is, to come to D.C., organize, and breach the Capitol in some manner. That's from 60 Minutes last night, and they interviewed a number of people about uh, what happened on January 6th and where they are now in the investigation. A couple of things that stood out to me. They still are not sure to what level it was coordinated. They believe it is, but they haven't found any evidence yet. So whatever groups were involved in coordinating their actions, they they were on the dark web or sending mail or something like that because mm. they, they, they haven't caught them on the Internet yet. Um, there were groups, and they showed some of the videos that got into, that left the rally early, headed to the Capitol. They were the people that were the most armed up. They had their bear spray and all the things that they needed and weapons and that sort of stuff. And they got into military formations that you would have to coordinate. Yeah. And train. Um, you wouldn't accidentally do that, but they've got no evidence of that. So they're not exactly sure who the ringleaders were or how that happened. So I, th- I thought that was really interesting. Well, I think they're going to probably find out that it, it goes in layers. You had those small groups that were highly organized. They recognized each other on the scene and kind of were ad hoc organized. Just, you know, they came together kind of. And then you got the masses of the people who were just yahoos who thought, look, the Capitol's open. And they were completely unorganized. Yeah. Um. Also, they arrested some of the most high-profile people and made that known quickly to deter anything for the inauguration because their big concern was this is they're going to come back for the inauguration and that's going to be a huge battle. So they right off the bat got the guy with the horns, the guy with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desks. You know, some of the most high-profile people they got that out within days. Look, we're and they know from looking at chatter that that. Made a lot of people think, oh, no, we better back off because of this, because of that. So mm. they, they tried to send a message, and it appears that it worked, that they're going to have to come up with a different tactic. Yeah, I, it's on the DVR. I can't wait to watch it. But I saw from the tease, they, they still have a hell of a lot of people they're looking for, right? Yeah, there are, I think, a dozen of the most violent people that they haven't caught yet. They put their pictures out on Friday, and I think they caught a couple over the weekend. Because, you know, in the modern world, you get those pictures out, and there'll be somebody that says, yeah, I work with that guy, or you know, he's my gardener, or whatever. Um, uh, but some of the most violent people, I mean, that were just, you know, beaten on cops with flagpoles as they laid on the ground. Just awful oh, stuff. God, you got to find those people. God, I'd say you need to find those people. I'd, I'd, you know what? I don't want them to be mentioned within 100 miles of my ideology. No. I, j- I want those people jailed. I want them prosecuted. I can't imagine Sick. what the the hardest of the hardcore thought they were actually going to accomplish that day. I, There's I like, a lot of crazy people in the world. There are a lot of people who can't reason, and a lot of them spend their time angry. Did you think you were going to abduct Pence or kill him or 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 scare the Senate into not making Biden president? And they just say, oh, okay, I guess Trump will be president. Did you think that was going to happen? 
I would have loved to have heard some of those guys explain. Yeah, what's the ultimate here? What's or, how's this? What's the result? Or maybe they just see themselves as patriots doing the right thing. We might lose, but I'm going to go down fighting, doing the right thing. Maybe that's what they would say in their mind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things on politics that I was thinking about over the weekend. One, this came out yesterday. This could be huge. I was confused by this at the time when Trump got booted off Twitter. It is amazing how little we've heard from Donald Trump since he got booted off Twitter. And I thought, how can that be? How can one guy make a decision that silences the most famous man on earth? Doesn't Mm -hmm. silence him, but it cut way down the amount you hear from him. He had 90 million Twitter followers. And I just, you know, I didn't think that much more about it. Well, yesterday, uh, somebody in the Trump orbit said on one of the shows that uh, you'll be hearing from the president on a new platform in the coming months. And the speculation that is that he either bought a platform or created a new app. And I'm surprised this didn't happen like days after he got kicked off Twitter. Couldn't he hire some Silicon Valley guy to create an app? And like within a couple of days, you have 90 people following that. 90 million? Uh, 90 million, I mean. Yeah, yeah. 90 million people fall out. Why didn't that happen? Um, that's an interesting question. Those Either... 90 million would download the app and follow him, I think. Most of them. Yeah, but he had alternatives. Honestly, it's possible that there are long-term plans being hatched. On the other hand, there's part of me that goes back to what I thought during the campaign way back in 2015-2016. That Trump wasn't he never expected to win. He never expected to be the president. And while he was president, he really enjoyed it in a lot of ways, but he really hated it in a lot of ways. And that there was a large part of him that was happy as hell to go back to Mar-a-Lago, play golf, and chill with his buddies. And I just suspect he was enjoying chilling with his buddies. Yeah, I saw him quoted today saying, whether I run or not, the Republicans have a deep bench. And I don't know if that's a tell or not. Doesn't sound like the sort of thing you would say if you were, like, super excited about running. Oh, no, absolutely not. That's huge. The Republicans have a deep bench. There it is. There's your message. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Interesting. Um, but one more thing about the sucky, sucky Republican Party. Couldn't be more sucky. So, how last, so, sir? And last week I was talking about how what a stupid angle it was to go after that uh, one woman who was, tandem, yep. who, who was mean tweeting at senators and making sure she didn't make it and not spending their political capital on Javier Becerra, who's now Secretary of Health and Human Services, one of the biggest budgets in all of the world. And he's got extreme views on all the kind of things that conservatives care about, but they, they spent all their bullets on that woman who mean-tweeted. Just, just dumb politics, I think. Mm. Another thing that's dumb politics, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly why, I read a great article called While You Were Seussing, and it's about how the Republicans, the week, the very week that a $2 trillion changing the way America works law got passed, the Republicans decided to make Dr. Seuss the main issue. I'm not one of those that thinks Dr. Seuss is a dumb issue, but if you're trying to get the public's attention, the very week... Socialism is being passed in the Congress. That's not the week for the Speaker of the House to be up there reading Green Eggs and Ham. He actually read Green Eggs and Ham on the floor to make Dr. Seuss the subject on one of the key days of of, of voting and arguing about this $2 trillion package that the more I learn about is one of the 
most important efforts to change America that have happened in a hundred years. 90% nothing to do with COVID. 90% okay. nothing to do with COVID, almost entirely with just changing America in a different way that the liberals have wanted forever. And much more socialist is the direction it's going. And the Republican Party, either because they were scared or didn't think they had the backing or because the the the, 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 the polls showed popularity for it. Hey, you know why the polls showed it being popular? Because you haven't put up your argument yet. Yeah, if you let your opponent define the terms, sure, it's popular. But if Kevin McCarthy and all the other Republicans had made a point of trying to educate America on what was in the damn thing, maybe you could have driven those numbers down. But they didn't. They talked about Dr. Seuss instead. Do you like green eggs and ham? And the... I do not like them, Sam. I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. And the point of the while you were Seussing uh, article, you know, to take off on while you were sleeping, is just this is what happened while you were paying attention to Dr. Seuss. And it goes through the bill and the, uh, you know, untangling work from welfare and all the various super liberal progressive things that happened with this law. Yeah, we have we became France last week, and and nobody's talking about it. a couple of and things. And the opposition party put up no fight. I think what they might tell you, if they were going to be honest, <clears throat> is a we don't have the media. We can't we can't combat a narrative that's this universal. That it's checks because of COVID. It's relief checks because of COVID. When it's. 90% restructuring American society and turning us into France. They can't get, they can't counter that narrative without the media. Second thing they would have told you <clears throat> is you get an issue like Dr. Seuss, it's great for fundraising. Explaining oh, legislation, hurts. we can't raise any money on that. It's that too complicated. Hurt. That hurts. People get a headache, their eyes glaze over. That hurts. Grow up, Jack. It's about checks in the mail today. We became France and there was no pushback. Nope. That's unbelievable. I do not like green croissants and ham. I do not like them, Pierre, I am. I brought in Michael a dozen farm fresh eggs today, and then I find out he doesn't eat eggs. He doesn't like any eggs and ham. Any eggs of any kind? No, no, I don't eat eggs. How do you not like scrambled eggs? I got to think that I got sick on them when I was young or something. That's the only explanation. I can't stand the smell. I can't stand the texture. It just bothers me. It's Fried proof. eggs on corned beef hash is proof God loves us, Michael. Got a fried egg on a piece of toast with butter. It's Ooh. proof that God loves us. Ooh. Oh, my God. Come on. I shouldn't say that this close to Easter. That's not cool. What? Uh, well, there's other proof God loves yeah, us. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. Hey, we got to have Sean break down the, the brackets as the oh, yeah, NCAA yeah, yeah, yeah. tournament goes yeah. on. I used up my ta- time with egg talk. Can we do that when we come back, take on a couple of games? I don't know how, to, don't know how they do the NCAA tournament. They've changed the, the way they do things. But um, but there are games today? or When, when are the Correct. games again? Yeah, there's, uh, there's games, games today. Games on Monday. I didn't used to do it that way. Anyway, okay, fine. Uh, we'll break some of those down. And uh, we got to talk about the border as the mainstream media has awakened to that what? problem and uh, pushing back pretty hard. Against the Biden administration, kind of. At least it's a start. More on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The secretary for the Department of Homeland Defense, a name I've never liked, 
Uh, Homeland Security. Homeland Security. DHS, Department of Homeland Security. Yes, but I've never liked that name. I always thought that was weird. Homeland. What? When did that become a thing? Anyway, as opposed to national security. I don't know. Yeah, we well we had departments that did all that. But anyway, um, uh, duh. What was I going to say? Oh, he went on all the TV shows yesterday saying the border is closed. It is. Okay. More on that coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's closed like a restaurant is closed for a private event. It's open, just not for you. <clears throat> but the waiters are busy as hell and they're making food, and yet it's closed. Strange. Uh, let's see. Oh, Positive Sean has his bracket breakdown, the mascot battle to the death in moments. Also, the utter dishonesty. I mean, the shocking dishonesty of the American news media talking about the shootings of the Asian people trying to whip up a race war. It's just unbelievable. And before we introduce Positive Sean, I'm sure he'll be interested in this. It's the old NFTs thing, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. Digital whatnots that people are, are selling for zillions of dollars. Well, the great John Cleese of Monty Python fame and Faulty Towers. If you've never watched Faulty Towers, it is the funniest thing ever. My dad and I used to watch that together. I love that. Oh, I got to watch that th- this week. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But anyway, he uh, he was writing about it and how crazy it was and the rest of it. And so he said, all right, I'll try this. And the, he drew up on his iPad something, he ca- a piece of art he called the bridge for sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like, yeah, okay, I, okay, if you believe it that, I got a bridge. It is literally a sketch of the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, gotcha. Which he sold for $50,000. Or at least there's a bid of $50,000 for... A com- one of the great comedians of all time saying, I'll sell you a picture of the Brooklyn Bridge, which is a classic joke <laughs> about suckering people out of their money. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, that is art on way too many levels. Yeah, no kidding. That's art about art about art. You're blowing my mind, Johnny. Blowing my mind. Oh, look, there's a Basil Fawlty uh, reference in this article. Very nice. Very nice. So is uh, Sean geared up? Is he ready? Oh, yeah. He got we got music and everything. In hand? NCAA, it's March Madness. Am I even allowed to say that as a copyist? Spring silliness is upon us. <laughs> uh, we have, Spring silliness. Uh, March Madness is trademarked. You just got sued for $1,000. <laughs> so I believe we have, uh, looks like we got uh, eight games going on today. We'll, we'll take a look at the Oregon Ducks taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh. Now, it is notable that the Hawkeyes, it's not a hawk. It is the eye of the hawk, which while <laughs> maybe very good at seeing things, it's not going to do a whole lot in a fight. It's just going to roll around, pick up dust on the ground. I don't know. The Ducks. <laughs> Not not typically thought of as a formidable opponent, but I don't see how they don't defeat the eye of a different bird. <laughs> I give the advantage to the Oregon Ducks. How questionable. So the Ducks move on in solstice mayhem. Yes. Uh, uh, moving on to the next matchup, we have the Gonzaga Bulldogs, number one seed, undefeated on the year, Jack. I know yes. you know that. Taking on the Oklahoma Sooners, a Sooner I can only assume is somebody who shows up to parties before the actual official invitation <laughs> oh, time has I hate started. That the worst <laughs> compared to a Bulldog, which is the best. Good boy, they do the thing when they're dreaming and it looks like they're running. You yeah. can tell they're red oh, yeah. oh my advantage, Bulldogs! <laughs> Wait, where'd my music go? Clear winner. Uh, the Bulldogs take out no. the Oklahoma Sooners. Show up when you were you're asked to Sooners, yeah. not early. I have. If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. Back to Vernal. 
mental illness. <laughs> I'm not even completely dressed yet, and you're at the party. Come on. Wait in your car or something. Uh, let's see. We can uh, probably knock out a couple more. We have the Ohio Bobcats taking on the Creighton Blue Jays. I, I mean, you guys, you know how this oh, one's going to play. I mean, Feathers and blood. Yeah, a, a Blue Jay does it. A, I mean, a, a cats love catching birds. That's I think, a dream matchup for the Bobcat <laughs> right there. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Now, this, this one, probably the closest of the, uh, the this batch. We have the UCLA Bruins, which is a bear taking on the Abilene Christian Wildcats. Oh, oh man. Uh, weight classes are a thing, but the, the agility, the strength, the, the nimbleness of the Wildcat, I think it's just too much for the, 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 the Bruin to handle. The, the claws, too sharp. The teeth. Sinking too deep. Uh, Christian you're Wildcats. St- you're stoned. <laughs> a bear's going to mop the floor with a wildcat. I, I don't know, but that is going to be a gruesome battle. That is not for the kids to I watch. I just don't want to clean Barbaric. No. That, that's the only thing I know for no. sure. Bring a squeegee. That, God, that reminds me of that one fort I visited. I can't Somewhere in California, a historic fort where they used to have bear versus bull fights oh, to entertain oh, the troops. Oh, my God. I know. That's Brutal awful. times. Yeah. 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 The harder people. Break that one down, Sean. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the border. Um, the Biden administration is finally having to answer some questions. And, uh, well, they didn't really answer the questions. They got asked some questions. That's where you start. First, you ask tough questions, then maybe you'll start answering them. We'll have that for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But of course, with us reopening, it brings other issues. We have a surge of migrants at the border, and the authorities say we cannot take any more, any more uh, unskilled foreigners who don't even seem like they want to work. We already have Meghan and Harry. That, that's... Oh, oh! So the border crisis, and it clearly is, and I don't understand arguing over the word, uh, is is that now there at the end of last week there were five thousand unaccompanied children being held in facilities that were built for much smaller numbers sleeping and, on the floor etc uh, etc et and for far far longer than the law allows yeah and no media getting in which you're about to hear about in a second media is starting to wake up to the problem and starting to question the the Biden administration and why is this why is that here's a uh, sleepy eyed Chuck Todd. How can you say the border is closed if there is this, what some would look at as a loophole? And I understand on humanitarian grounds, but if, if the goal is to get these asylum seekers to, to seek the asylum in home country, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, um, for instance, um, how do you get them to do that if our policy is to let them in at the border? So we didn't play the answer, and you think, well, that's not fair. It's a long, boring word salad that doesn't get around to any point. So he has no answer. So he has no answer, and uh, went on every show to clearly make the statement, the border is closed. But nobody was really buying that. It doesn't you really know, make any sense. I love that uh, that little exchange between uh, Julius Caesar imitator, imitator Chuck Todd and uh, <laughs> Mayorkas. Um, <clears throat> just because you have people, these refugees, and keep in mind now, they are enriching the cartels. The cartels are right in the middle of this. They're crashing a wedding, a wedding reception. They're showing up at the border, sneaking a Excuse me, sneaking across, surrendering, and saying, uh, yeah, I'm a refugee, so uh, I understand you're going to put me in a center for a few days, then turn me loose, which is what I want. Thank you very much. And Mayorkas' response is, 
you need to be invited to this wedding. So go home, and if you're a friend of the bride and groom, you'll receive an invitation. And they're like, well, no, that's, I, I know I'm not. That's why I'm crashing it. I'm not going to go home and apply for refugee status because I'm not a refugee. I just want a better life in America. What are you talking about? And the cartels know that. Yeah. So here's a little of the uh, same guy, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, being questioned by Chris Wallace on Fox News. The Vice President Harris and I and our entire administration will yeah, always like be that. honest and transparent with you about both the good news and the bad. So why has the Biden administration refused to allow reporters to see for themselves and to record what the conditions are under which these minors are being housed? Why, in fact, did you when you went to the border on Friday and led a congressional delegation, why did you refuse to allow reporters to see the conditions under which these minors are being held? Number one, let's not forget that we're in the midst uh, of a pandemic and we are focused uh, on our operations, executing our operations in a crowded border patrol facility uh, where uh, hundreds of vulnerable migrant children are located, number one. And number two, we're working on providing footage so that the American public can see uh, the border patrol stations. And I would encourage uh, you and other reporters to see the facilities under the uh, control of the Health and Human Services Department where those children are sheltered and where they belong and where we are moving them as quickly as possible. What is it about some public officials, and we've interviewed quite a few over the years, and we interview less now because of this, they have a way of answering a question where you, about 30 seconds in, start daydreaming about something else. (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't just me. And you forget what the question was. What is that talent that they have? Well, just bore you to death. Boy, it, it reminds me of the old saying about uh, lawyers. If the facts are on your side, bang on the facts. If the law's on your side, bang on the law. So, if neither is on your side, bang on the table. That was just bull-ass. i got to try that next time Judy said, Joe, you were going to stop it at the grocery store and, and, and get something for dinner. Honey, let's remember we're in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> what? So they play a clip of Biden saying we're going to be transparent Okay, and then he asks the guy in charge of this, how come you're not letting any reporters in? And then he goes off on some sort of, we're preparing some videos. How about you let somebody in today? There's a whole bunch of media people got their cameras right now, could walk right in there, broadcast it live if you wanted. But we're preparing some video for the future, and we want media outlets to see what's going on. No, you don't. Obviously, you don't, because you're not allowing people in. Well, and I like to, as we're more than happy to welcome you at the HHS, HHS centers where the kids go after spending a week and a half on a bare floor, uh, sleeping naked and hungry and crying themselves to sleep. Going a week without a shower in some cases. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, you know, the excuse that COVID, COVID's the reason we can't let the media in. Uh, Chris Wallace followed up on that. It seems to me to say it's impossible to do because of COVID. 
Sounds like an excuse. We're working on providing access um, so that individuals uh, will be able to see what um, the conditions in a Border Patrol station uh, are like. But first things first, we are in the midst of a pandemic and we're focused on operations and executing on our plans. That's our highest priority. Uh, but we are providing uh, for that access. And certainly um, uh, reporters can see the Department of Health and Human Services facilities in which children are uh, sheltered for a longer period of time here's how you lay the groundwork for the media getting a look inside if the door says pull you pull it open now now conversely if it says push you're going to want to push it open and then have the media come in and take a look we're uh, we're laying the groundwork to provide access <laughs> wow wow you have them walk from over there to over there with a camera and a notepad well, we'll be preparing videos. You know what? There's no need, says America's media. That, that suddenly is awake again? What? What happened? Uh, yeah, that's just shameless. And, and look, little kids are suffering. The cartels are getting rich. We're being made to look like idiots who can't control our own border and our own immigration policy again. It's just truly floundering. You know what's interesting is Obama did a hell of a lot better. Um, Dealing with the border, I read an opinion piece. I can't remember who who wrote it about the the huge changes between the Obama Biden thing, which was granted it was not Trumpian, but it was at least reasonable. And now Biden has totally sold his soul to the activist left, and it's chaos. We're laying the groundwork for providing transparency. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty outrageous that the Biden crowd is not letting any media in. Oh, it is. It, it is, and. You know, it's it's discouraging, but human beings are the way they are, and I suppose we have to just take each other at face value. The media would not do the right thing or howl for access for the right reasons um, or not report honestly for the right reasons. But as soon as you start screwing with them, they, they get all uh, up in arms and offended, and then they will call the Biden administration out for its sins. They won't do it for the kids. They won't do it for the country. Um, they won't do it for the American people, but they'll do it for themselves. And if that's as good as it gets, I suppose that's as good as it gets. That's frustrating. Yeah, it is. Um, a man has been arrested for contempt after publicly referring to his biological daughter as she during her gender transition. Must have been in a courtroom, right? They can't. They can't arrest you for contempt out in the real world, can they? No, I'm regularly contemptuous of various things. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Wow. I, need to, I need to know these things. Um, oh, yeah, I did mention that uh, Donald Trump said today that the GOP has a pretty deep bench if he decides not to run for re-election. It seems like a fairly big deal. You think it's a big deal? I think that's a huge deal because he is regularly wildly disdainful of the GOP, particularly anybody who's, you know, rubbed him wrong. Oh, and did you come up with that, Hanson, yet, of uh, Abe Lincoln's pop tunes? Cut 22. Cut 22. It sounds like you're saying Abe 21? Lincoln. Play Abe Lincoln, yeah. The, the 16th president had this, pop tunes? Abe Lincoln's, one of a song from his album, Cut 21. And then I came on to you, but you said let's just be friends, yeah. That's 
Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. What well, a ominous low piano. When he was younger and had a band. And nice. the title of his album, which was a, really a tip of the cap to Sean, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> that was his logo. Capital A, capital B, Blinken. Abe, A Blinken. A Blinken. <laughs> And Did he steer into it at all? Was there like a silhouette of a top hat like on the background or anything? <laughs> no, it didn't no. seem to be. But he, uh, you know, I don't know. For some reason, Tucker Carlson pointed that out with the contempt that the, the Secretary of State, who wanted to be a pop star at one point, yeah, well, so did practically everybody else, or a country star, or a rap it's, star, or it's whatever. Fun it's fun to play music, Tucker. Yeah, it's I okay. I don't, yeah. think that's, I don't think that's something you dismiss yeah. people for. <laughs> Yeah, wanted to be yeah. a baseball player at one point, or any of the other things you wanted to do. Thinks they're an artist, you know, any of that stuff. Uh, that doesn't really bother me. People have oh. other hobbies, but that was speaking a Blinken, of, our Secretary of State, right there. Speaking of a Blinken, the Secretary of State, uh, did you see the story that the Chinese flooded, con- well, um, d- 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 disputed Philippine waters with two hundred and twenty? fishing vessels that appeared to be manned with Chinese soldiers. They consider fishing vessels part of the Chinese Navy. That allows them to uh, uh, expand their waters further than you normally would and also allows you to uh, treat any action near any boat as a, you know, a threat. They consider all the smallest one guy in a boat with a paddle part of their Navy. Right. Right, would for obvious strategic reasons, but they're bullying the hell out of the uh, the Philippines and uh, old President Duterte. He said the other day, um, well, he actually said this a couple of years ago, but they had to uh, back down this time too. He said, "When she says I will fish, who can prevent him?" Oh boy, yeah. And what's our Secretary of State doing? Trying to become Justin Bieber with a pop album. Twenty years ago, <laughs> huh? What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My only problem with with Tucker, and I love Tucker, is he's always so adamant and angry about everything. Can I hear the song again? It's kind of there. I like it. Our Secretary of State. And then I came on to you. Is that like a Boz Skaggs uh, sound? His voice. You get get former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice playing piano on this? I don't know. Can Henry Kissinger play anything? I believe that's him on the maracas. <laughs> get all those I suckers. will gladly come and play maracas for you. <laughs> a hilarious Henry Kissinger, if you're a musician, bit that Joe Joe's known More for. More <laughs> cowbell, please. Uh, more on the way. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, um... It continues. We're almost a week out from that shooting in Atlanta. And I thought when the facts came out, the media would have to pivot away from another example of white supremacy for calling it the China virus. Nope. Too useful. Once it became completely clear that it was a sex weirdo killing prostitutes who happened to be Asian and had nothing to do 
with whites attacking Asians. Nope, the media has continued to go on with go with that narrative, and the, and the president, despite any evidence whatsoever to back that up, it's really troubling. Anyway, we'll talk to talk more about that next hour, hour four of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, when narrative replaces the news, you no longer have to twist facts; you just invent them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We also have elephant stompings and a discussion of poetry. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> if you don't get the fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can get it via podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty on demand at armstrongandgetty.com uh, or wherever you get uh, podcasts. That would be cool. Uh, so much to talk about, so much to squeeze in. Bill Maher, who is, uh, I mean, for the longest time, I just thought of him as a smug little liberal fella. But he's a classic liberal. He thinks his ideas are better, and he's always up for a scrap. You know, you think your ideas are good? Step into the ring. Let's 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 fight it out. Let's argue with each other. Let's learn something. And I've always admired people like that. And he's as shocked as, as we are at the. Uh, and I hate it because it's become a cliche. But cancel culture is a pretty good, uh, useful term. Uh, if they don't disagree with you, you must be silenced because you're evil. And we'll just play you a couple of clips of uh, Mar uh, over the weekend. I'm sorry, my I think I. I'm getting close to actually needing reading glasses. Oh, there we go. Uh, Let's start with clip number 30, Sean. Cancel culture is real, it's insane, and it's growing exponentially. And it's coming to a neighborhood near you. If you think it's just for celebrities, no. In an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. Is this really who we want to become? A society of phony, clenched avatars? Walking on eggshells, always looking over your shoulder about getting ratted out for something that actually has nothing to do with your character or morals. Think about everything you've ever texted, emailed, searched for, tweeted, blogged, or said in passing. Or now, even, just witnessed. Someone had a Confederate flag in their dorm room in 1990 and you didn't do anything? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's good. Did that's, you hear? That particular story, that's the story about The Bachelor? The guy who hosts The Bachelor? Oh, yeah. that's That was his situation, right? He didn't say anything to uh, one of the contestants who told a story about something they did politically incorrect back in college. And he just right. let it lay there, kind of like Billy Bush was supposed to correct the president. So Billy Bush paid a price for it. Right. Let's go ahead and play that other clip that I want to want to hit you with this story you can't even believe. Uh, go ahead, 31, Sean. 80% of Americans, young, old, rich, poor, conservative, liberal, white, minority, all hate the current atmosphere of hypersensitivity. Yeah, everybody hates it, and no one stands up to it. Because it's always the safe thing to swallow what you really think and just join the mob. I would suggest to you all, and I think a lot of you already know this, if you don't become an activist against this, you are going to get mowed down next. It's the whole, you know, they came for the Jews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you need to be standing up now. There was a story, the uh, editor, the new editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, which a couple of asides. Number one, Teen Vogue has become this weird, far-left, indoctrinate young women, uh, progressive, woke publication it's uh, i think it's sick and it's crazy and it's awful and you shouldn't let it in your house but anyway there's this new woke chick who got hired to be their editor-in-chief and she got run out of her job by the cancel culture mob listen to this now 
for something insensitive she had tweeted as a 17-year-old high school girl. What you say as a child a decade ago can now get you run out of your job. Are you serious? Yeah. How sick is that? Well, the, the only I mean, that's reason, seriously sick. The only reason we're on the air, and most people, is because Twitter didn't exist when we were in high school. I suppose so, yeah. I can't imagine the sort of things I would have tweeted. Well, first of all, what was acceptable at that time, something that was completely acceptable for mainstream America, I could have said 10 years ago, that would doom me now. Right. Let alone right. you go back many, many years. You know, I don't know I mean, how they're, they're, we're going to have to work this out because there won't be anybody that can do anything. Right. <laughs> oh, everybody will be terrified into silence, which is actually the idea. You know, it occurred to me over the weekend, I've been playing with this idea for a while and expressing it in, on the show in various ways, but it, it occurred to me that presentism is the greatest humble brag in the history of speech. Because if you say Abe Lincoln ought to be taken off of schools, not Anthony Blinken, Abraham Lincoln, if George Washington was a bad person, you're saying I'm a better person than George Washington. I stand in judgment of Abraham Lincoln. When you're not one one hundredth of those men or, or a lot of the great women who've built America, presentism is an enormous humble brag. And as Bill Maher said, you're not better than Abraham Lincoln. You just came after him. Cut it out. Uh, Call people on that crap. So um, the media continuing to push a narrative that just doesn't fit with the facts, but that's just where we are, I guess, around the shootings in Atlanta. Armstrong and Getty.